Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hockey fans, if you'd like a copy of my new book, Tales with TR, Fights, Film, and Folklore, head on over to flankerpress.com. If you'd like a personalized copy for $25 plus shipping, email me at terryryan2020 at gmail.com. That's terryryan2020 at gmail.com. Beautiful Mount Pearl, Newfoundland. Welcome to Tales with TR, episode 114B. And um, apologies, no guests this week and late podcast this week. But uh, this was one of those weeks. I had the fortune, I think I (coughs) spoke about it on here. I had the fortune of being in a Nick Sexton movie. He was a great young creator and director here in town and uh yeah it's uh, i can't really say much about it i guess because it's not going to come out for i'm guessing at least half a year uh but it was a lot of fun and uh with the, the movie wasn't a comedy i don't mean it from from that point of view it was fun it was just uh there was some local Actors in it, I don't know, like uh, Larry Barry, Wendy Smallwood, there's a guy, Sean Dalton, who was in The Trues just up until a few years ago, <clears throat> drama for The Trues. And uh, Sean played the main character, Billy. It was, uh, I'm not sure what we're going to, what they're going to call the movie, but uh, it takes place here in Newfoundland and 
I don't think I'd be giving too much away when, when I'd say that I was uh, I was a skeet, as they call them here in Newfoundland. I guess you could say I was uh, not not a great guy. And not that skeets aren't, but uh, I I was a skeet. How do I how do I even explain what a skeet is? Uh, maybe a mix between a hick, like a redneck, and a gangster. Maybe here in Newfoundland. I hope I'm not stretching too far to to to, to explain it like that. I know a lot of you listening are from Newfoundland. It's the best explanation I can think. Skeets are, I don't know, probably wear their big gold chain outside their T-shirt inside their hoodie so you can see it. Probably have a cheesy mustache, maybe. Um, probably a... Yeah, would 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 have a pair of sneakers. Uh, walk with a bit of a strut. Uh, shoulders side to side. Um, definitely have, if possible, probably have a car that had a real loud stereo. The car would probably be out of a Fast and Furious movie. I don't think they're associated with an area. Skeets, I was at first going to explain or going to uh, refer to as being from St. John's, but I don't think that's a case. I think you can be a skeet from anywhere in Newfoundland. Anyway, that's what we call, you know, low-level criminal. For sure, low-level criminal. Uh, I'm friends with some skeets. You know, I'm not saying skeets are all bad, but in this particular movie, the skeet that I play is I don't think there's any way you could spin it that he's a good guy. And good guy gets thrown around too often, don't you think? Good guy. This guy is, oh, he's a good guy. You know, he's a good guy. I don't know. A lot of people aren't good guys that ever see that. You go outside of a bar or something and say, hey, man, this guy just lost his mind. Yeah, but he fucking punched this guy in the face for no reason, losing teeth. What the fuck? Yeah, but look, he just lost his mind. He's a good guy. Don't worry about it. He's a good guy. You know, just stuff happens. He's a good guy. Maybe he's not a good guy. Jesus Christ. Good guy. Yeah, that term's way overused. So I'm going to get to some questions. Because, yeah, so I mean, anyway, I was in that movie, and then there was George Street Festival. I only got to go to it one, one day, Friday afterwards, because we were, uh, I was, you know, we were shooting that movie late the last couple of days, right up until 3 or 4 in the morning. And, uh, so I didn't really, uh, which is all right. And, and not only did I not spend money, I made some money, I guess. And uh, I wasn't hungover. The George Street Fest can be hard on the mind. A lot of fun. But but anyway, I did see it. It was pretty cool. Friday was a great night. And uh, Thursday there for Regatta Day a couple of days ago. Regatta, people were asking me, is the oldest sporting event in North America, right? So it's based around boat races here in Kitty Bitty Lake in St. John's. More of a tradition than anything. A lot of people go and don't even watch the races. I mean, they're happening, I guess, in the pond that you're walking around. So it's impossible not to see it happening. But, uh, you know, there's all kinds. There's age groups and all that. And there's the men's and the women's. They go back and forth all day. I find it very uh, entertaining and 
I do watch the races because there's a big history and you might as well get into it if you're from St. John's. And uh, uh, I believe it's like two, anyways, getting off topic. The, the, the regatta goes back like over 200 years. I think it's like 205 years. And I do have some friends, the Cadigan family, for example, that are real synonymous with the name here. Uh, uh, I think this year NTV wanted who are usually pretty successful uh, on the men's side, on the women's side. I'm going to look this up now. My phone, I don't want to get it wrong. Hyflodrolic. So anyway, it was a big year, though, because the women usually do a shorter distance than the men. So this was the first year that uh, the women did the long course. Um, which I guess isn't that big of a deal. Probably should have happened long ago, but I think it is for the women that rode. It's the history one way or another. But it's a great time, right? And, and you go and there's, I was in the dunk tank, uh, you know, chirping people. So they'll, we, I think we raised 4,500 bucks, which was pretty good. Because there's not that, you know, there's, I don't know, Plinko and, Moose burgers and moose sausages and hot dogs and hamburgers and popcorn and that's being sold. And then you got the, you know, all kinds of games. Then you got a DJ and a beer tent all the way around the pond is games like you'd see at a carnival. Uh, and it's just a great day for the family. And if you want to tie one on, uh, you hit the beer tent. This year it was DJ Slim Macho was putting on a show. Mark Power, just a fantastic DJ. I love his stuff was old school um so i had a bit of both i took penny lane down and i was like i said in the dunk tank she was the last one to dunk me the very last shot of the day and uh yeah we went around and played some games had a good time and then she she took off went to her friend's place and i was left all alone and what did i do i hit the bear tent of course i did i took a couple of Mushroom caps, point three, solace. And uh, had a few beers and visited with friends like you would. Tied one on. I was pretty buzzed by three, four in the day. And then we all headed down over the hill for a nightcap. Uh, nightcap was in the afternoon. Um, but we went all night um, on the patio downtown to Greensleeves for the most part. And then we get TJ's. Pretty much went all over the street and uh, in Trinity Pub, and I start to go black after that. I know I made it to the Bull and Barrel. Saw my buddy Tino Borges listen to some great tunes. They got the videos going there at that bar. Love it. And generally had an awesome time. So uh, another one in the books, George Street Festival. We're getting here at St. John's, and it was absolutely fantastic. Thanks to everybody involved and I'm looking at the shave for the brave people that had me down to uh, the dunk tank more than anything. We raised some uh, good money. I, uh, I get real bad hangover anxiety and I always find that it helps if I do something good. It's almost a selfish reason to do something good, but we raised a lot of money for a good cause. And then I figure, you know what? I've earned, I've earned a good buzz. So everybody wins now.
First question, I had a bunch of these actually asking me about Hamilton this week because I'm leaving on Sunday. Which is tomorrow. Apologies again. I don't think I've ever left it late like Saturday to do a podcast. Um, so again, apologies. But uh, anyway, so yeah, I'm leaving for Hamilton tomorrow. We're going for the National Ball Hockey Championships. So a lot now a lot of people have asked me what's going on and how it works, so I'll explain it. Now, for the people... I have a wide range of people that listen to this podcast. Some people don't even know much about hockey. They're listening for Shorzy or the odd time I'll have uh, somebody on the program, you know, a musician or a movie buff, something like that. And, uh, you know, so there is another crowd. And then, you know, those people probably are on the fringe when it comes to hockey, but they're getting introduced through my podcast, right? And usually the easiest way to do that is talk about the NHL and things because they can just turn it on and, and, and relate to it as I'm talking about it. You know, like if I talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs and you're from Australia and you are into the Sudbury Blueberry Bulldogs and the TV show that is Shorzy, but you don't know much about Canadian hockey. Then if I talk to Toronto Maple Leafs, at least you can turn on your TV and, and watch along with it. If you if you. You know, you Google the NHL, or the, you know, there'll be all kinds of things come up that allow you to follow the team and the league pretty closely, even if you know nothing about it. So at least that's relatable to people who are on the fringe. But once I start talking about ball hockey, which I'm about to talk about, and Chicklets Cup and all these things, I know it might alienate some people. So I guess I'll try to make this. That goes for all the questions, I guess. But I, because I, a lot of people that are listening are ball hockey people and they want to know. So I'll try to make it brief, which, as you and I both know, is going to be fucking hard for me. <clears throat> and uh, interesting, I guess. So there's, we're going up the men's A, women's A, and masters, which is over 34 is being played at the same time in Hamilton. And some people's questions were like, I, I'm watching it. I just came from the Canadian Nationals. What are you talking about? No, they happen at all that levels. There's a B, there's a C, and there's a D. Okay? So, like, not everybody... I mean, we train real hard here in Newfoundland. Like I said before, it's a, we have a chance. I'm going into this tournament. I'm going to play on both the men's team. Well, my first team is the Masters, of course, 34 and over. Um because kids got to play and everything else. I get that. There's the Newfoundland Black Horse is our main men's team that goes. I played on it for years. But now a few of us go and we'll make ourselves available. If they have an injury, of course, go in and help the Black Horse. It's the main team. I don't know if I've ever played on any team as consistently. Hockey or ball hockey or whatever. I played on the Black Horse for more than a dozen or a dozen years, I guess. So um, always available. So myself, Mike Dyke, I think Justin Pender, maybe a couple more we'll play on the masters and be available for those guys if they get an injury. So why am I saying that? Cause a lot of you are asking which team I was going to play on that know a little bit about it. Okay. So that's what happens. So, but my main gig will be on the masters team. So we get together and, and you know, we, it, it's, we play all the time. Like we're either skating as a group or playing ball hockey as a group. When you guys watch the Chicklets Cup, those guys, so Jeremy Bishop, Bish, he'll be on my team. He'll likely be on my line. Justin Pender, right? If you watch at all, you'll know who I'm talking about there. 
he plays, he'll be playing on our master's team. So it's a lot of buddies that we go, we go to win it and, and we want to be the best in the country. And when we say that we want to be the best team, not, not the best C team or B team. We want to be in the A division, the best team. Okay. But not everybody has those goals. Not everybody plays as much. Uh, not everybody is as good, quite frankly. You know, some people probably don't get a chance to practice with their buddies as much all year, whatever the case may be. We go and we we expect, I don't mean in a cocky way, we we expect from ourselves the best effort. So we 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 go expecting to be in the final. If we're not, we're disappointed. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't, but that's the way it goes over the last 25 years playing men's A in Newfoundland. You go, you want to win it. So... Because some teams, it's a, you know, if you win bonus, you might go. I mean, everybody wants to win, but it's a nice road trip, right? If you're from this year, it's in Hamilton. You're from, from all over Canada. It's a nice trip to Hamilton. You head into Toronto, see a Jays game. Do I mean, like the, the possibilities are endless. There's so maybe like you're, you're heading to Muskoka after. Head to somebody's cottage. I don't know, but it's a great area. There's lots accessible. I don't know that, you, you know, it's, it's probably the most populated place in Canada, really Hamilton, Toronto, Niagara, that whole area. So there's a lot to do. So it's a nice trip as well. And like I said, some teams go and they take a whole lot of pride in winning the D division. If they win, of course, they move up to the C the next year. If you win the C, you move up to the A or B and so on. So that's how much diversity A and that's how much competition is in Canada when it comes to ball hockey. People that don't follow it don't realize that. So anyway, that's what's, what it's all about. There's all kinds of divisions. This is particularly, usually the last one is the, you know, the, the top divisions of all of it. So the men's, women's, and masters are all there this week. I'm going from Sunday tomorrow till next week, till Sunday in a week. And uh, generally, you play a game a day. And you, the odd exception, the odd year, you might have a round robin day where you have two. It doesn't usually happen. Then crossover day is usually Friday. You might play two. You might play the quarterfinal and the semi. But it's not like people that just watch Chicklets Club. It's not you, you don't have three games in a day. I think they outlawed that years ago because of the uh, the dehydration. I wasn't kidding when I was down doing those interviews. We have often gone to a tournament. Uh, I remember distinctly Team Canada. We went to Bratislava in 2011, and we had IVs on the bench. We were allowed to use five lines at that tournament because the heat was unbearable. And uh, this ball hockey is different. Even people go, well, it's indoors. I know, but not all these places, none of them virtually that I've played in in the summer have any kind of air conditioning worthwhile. Like, so we'll go to Hamilton. If it's 35 degrees out, you might think that's horrible for the, if you're playing soccer and the sun beating down on you. Uh, but uh, it's often, it's equally as bad, man, inside. It's like a sauna. So, you uh, you often, I, I don't ever recall playing three games in a day, whereas chiclets, we do that, right? And we, we're going boozing in chiclets, burn the candle at both ends. Not quite. In ball hockey, we might. If we see, like Monday, we play 345, okay? Now, if the next day, if we play at like 745 p.m., we might go out for some beers. We see that opportunity. It might happen. But we're there to win. So... I often go to these things. I think people get the wrong idea. Like I go to the nationals to win it in the world. So if something like that comes up, I might have a few beers with the boys and go out. I'll always go out with them. And 
but I often don't drink at all during the tournament until the end. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, you wouldn't know it from Instagram stories and stuff, but I just don't post. I'll go to it and, you know, I'll hang out and with the boys, definitely have a meal, you know, the odd night. Like I said, if something like that comes up, have five or six, but we generally go up and get fucking twisted the night before, like real early, like Sunday, I'm leaving tomorrow. We'll, we'll probably have some beers and at the beginning of the tourney. That's why we're going early. It doesn't start till Monday. And then at the end, no matter what happens on Saturday, Friday, Saturday, whenever we're either winning or where we're knocked out, then we'll go out and really tie one on, like drink till like fucking three hours before the plane leaves and shit. Um, you know, we'll party. But uh, during, no, I, I take it easy. I really do. I uh, download a bunch of movies. Always got those. I'm back up, head up to my room, get some ice, bring, bring some books. I find it a chance to relax. I love it. I love the ball hockey nets. They're, they're intense on the, on the body and the mind. They really are. Uh, and we, people joke, it's ball hockey. Why are you take it so serious? No, we, we take it serious. We want to win because a national championship is a national championship. You know, I almost, I explain to people, I'm like, you're playing for the Stanley Cup. You're also getting paid, right? Like, that's part of it. Everybody wants to win the Cup, of course. I'm not saying they don't. But it's a paid gig, right? A lot of people are playing in the NHL at some point for money. Like, you know, you might, it's enjoyable. I'm saying you might be 29 or 30 and God, you know, I put a lot of miles on the body. And, you know, you've got a couple of hundred games, but you know that you could sign a contract for another three years. And play, say, well, another 240 games, uh, ideally. So, or whatever it might be. And that contract might make you six or seven million dollars, right? And you got to go for it. Now, you're going to give it everything because uh, if you're a respectable, trustworthy person, of course, or you're going to pull the shoot, a lot of people have, have some fucking injury, your groin or your back, these general things that you can't prove. But that's the exception. Uh, I don't know many people that pulled that move, to be honest with you. Hockey's a sport. Just the whole essence of it, 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 the mindset normally isn't. I know some people probably have leaned towards retiring when they could have kept going a little bit and pushed their body. But generally, the injuries are the injuries, trust me. Um, but, but, you know, so if that opportunity comes up, I'm not saying that you're not fucking playing hard for the cup. There's a lot of reasons, but... What I'm saying is there's a different kind of passion when you're doing it with your buddies and you're just taking time off work, right? Most people have only so much time off work in a year. And if you're going to take one of those full weeks and put it into going out there and fucking blocking shots and the pressure of having to win and then, you know, and, and, and being a teammate and sacrificing and, you know, you might wake up Friday and people are, you know, you got bruises. You're at the end of them. I mean, you get a lot of bruises. Ball hockey, there's no gear, right? You're, just, you're not wearing shoulder pads and stuff. I don't wear anything but gloves, helmet, and, and shin pads. I wear a jock, but I don't wear elbow pads. You know, I'm out there. So your your body is directly in the line of fire, man. You, you're still, like, rubbing out along the boards. You're still going hard. You're still racing for the ball. Whoever doesn't get it, you know, you hit the boards with a thud, your shoulders. How many times have I separated? I'm going way more than ice hockey. Um, 
there's a lot of that you're laying on the line, Matt. So, you know, think of the mindset of these people all over from all over Canada. Just reminder, right? You take a week off of a working man's year. Average, I don't know, what do you get? Two weeks off, maybe three course of the year. You're going to take one full week to go and take physical and mental abuse, but do it with the boys. Have a few beers, good time. Because you know those times are going to last only so long. At some point, I'm going to wake up soon and my knees don't work. Now I can't do it. Now it's not an option. And I know it's one thing while I can still coach. I don't mind coaching, but I'd rather be able to put my body out there for the boys and have them see me do it. I like to, there's different kind of leaders in the room. It might seem like it from chicklets and stuff. I'm not really rah-rah. I go along with the parade for that. You know, I'm in there and I'm always yelling and cheering for it. But it's usually someone else takes that rah-rah serious speech. Mine is generally a loosey-goosey approach. Keep everybody in a good mood. Play some tunes. Keep everybody loose. Remind them it's not the end of the world. If you think championship games are the end of the world or game sevens, then you're going to be squeezing the stick, right? And the first few times, it's impossible not to. But by the time you're my age and you've just had another game seven in senior hockey, a few months ago, we lost in overtime, game seven, right? That would have been early in my quest for the herder. Newfoundland Hockey Championship probably would have been more devastating than it was. Um, You know, didn't win a national championship till I lost four. You know, and as time goes on, I hate to say it becomes easier to lose, but experience teaches you something that you're going to get another shot. And that if you just, and then finally, when the next shot comes, you got other people that are in that position going, guys, you know what? At the end of the day, we got to go out there and work. The biggest thing is that we go out there and work hard. The biggest thing is that we go out and, and look, be able to look ourselves in the mirror and be great teammates here and sacrifice for each other. And we go 110%. We just go out. All those cliches, but they're true. They're cliches for a reason. Puck's in deep. Yeah, puck's in fucking deep. Ball's in deep. Ball's in deep. Fuck me. There gotta, should definitely be a ball hockey shirt that says that. Fuck. There you go. I just... Made somebody money. Um, But yeah, uh, balls in deep. Fucking go out there, block shots, man. Play hard. Whatever the fuck it takes. Right? And that's that's a team thing. And it's not not always about the win. Our goalies, Mark Yetman, will go out and we will fucking, if it's three to nothing for us in in a particular game and he's got a shutout going, I would block a shot with my fucking neck. Right. We love each other. We're teammates We're family. That's the way we look at it when we go to these things. So whenever you've got someone that that desire to be a teammate on that level outweighs your desire to take a vacation to Florida or I don't know, wherever your happy place is, the lake, the cabin. It says a lot about your character. Right. We talked about, quote unquote, good guys earlier. There's a level of good guy to that, at least to a teammate. I don't give a fuck who you are. Skeet, fucking gangster, hick, redneck. Fucking, I don't know, elitist. Even asshole. But if you're going to go do that for the boys, there is some level of quote-unquote good guy to you. But 
man, I just went on and on, didn't I? About nothing. I just went on and on. But you, I, I hope you get the idea. I'm sure you do. So we're looking forward to that. Now, people from Hamilton that have been sending me messages uh, about where it is, I'm not sure. Just Google it. Just Google CBHA, Canadian Ball Hockey Association Championships. Uh, because I just, I did and I see a poster. But I'm not going to look into it now. But, you know, it can't be too hard to figure out. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. As a Canadian, I know I'll always be throwing money down on the Blue Jays. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, make your first deposit, and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Okay. I'm going to get to a couple questions. Jesus, I'm halfway through already. Okay, I had to do a double take on this one. I've never had a question like this for a couple of reasons. Okay, so hey, TR, my girlfriend is a rocket, but her dad is a bad drunk. <laughs> okay. I took... I took him out with the boys and he got thrown out of a strip club for throwing money at a dancer. Now, and if that's Canada, it's, uh, you know, a loony or a toony, that would be even doubly because, you know, it can, I'm not say hurt, but throwing a bill is one thing, but throwing a coin is like throwing a rock. Like it's a big insult. And I haven't seen that in years. Anyway, so this, this, he got thrown out of a strip club for throwing money at a dancer. Now he wants to start an Instagram account with me. What do I do? Now, first of all, I did not see it was going there. What do you mean he wants to start an Instagram account with you? What the fuck is that? I wish I had more info. All I have is Brendan. Regards, Brendan. I even looked at his, uh, it was an Instagram thing, so I looked at his uh, account and his profile and everything. And there's not much. Usually there's hints as to what goes on. Again, I, but I, I see no trace of these people, and I, I don't know. First of all, if anybody wants to start an Instagram account with you, like with you, I, I, I don't know. What, what do you mean? Like, the the furthest I could see that going is doing one with your significant other, which I think is not a great idea, but to each their own. But why? No, of course not. Like I can see if like now I thought you were going to say now he wants to come out with us again. What do I do? Cause you know, now you're like, fuck is if I want to go with this guy, all you're saying is that your girl's a rocket. You're not saying anything else. I'm not trying to be, um, all sensitive or, uh, What's the word? I'm not trying to come off sanctimonious like I don't look at rockets and get a heart on. But 
That's all you're saying. Like she's arrived. There's lots of rockets. You're going to put up with that. You're going to have to buy. I'm just, it's a way it seems to me. This guy ain't going away. And again, I don't have a timeline or anything, but how long ago was he throwing the money at the dancer? And this seemed to bother you. Did he just drop like a, a, a $5 bill? You know, did he, did he, did he flick it? Did he, did he take a loony and throw it at her tits? You know, there's, there's a difference. And, but it, it seemed to resonate. So I'm thinking, okay, he, he, he got thrown out of the strip club. So, okay. So he was being a dick. And this is a would-be father-in-law. And now he wants to start an Instagram account. So, so many reasons not to start the Instagram account. You don't want him, you don't want to get any messages, any of them, with your name linked to anything. Because no matter what, no matter what, if you're, yeah, you're going to be getting messages at some point from, you, you could be happily married and not even give girls attention. But at some point, somebody you went to high school with or whatever is going to be beautiful. They're going to send you a message. Hey, what's going on? You want to go out for dinner? And he's going to see it. So maybe he's just trying to, he doesn't seem like a smart one, this guy. And I'm, I don't think that that would be his ultimate motivation would be, you know, because I mean, you would have to figure out you'd have your own Instagram account. Yeah, is he saying that your Instagram account has to go through me? Is it like a threat? that, Or is it that he wants to just frolic through the fields with you and take pictures and post them as a happy father-in-law, a happy family? I mean, and this is your girlfriend. All I know is that you said your girlfriend's a rocket. Right? Again, there's all kinds of rockets out there. So, I mean, if her, if her dad is hanging out with you, though, I'm thinking it's a pretty serious girlfriend. I don't, it's for me, I, 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 I don't want that. That step is a big one that I don't really like making all that often. Oh, oh, you want me to meet your dad? Great. For fuck's sakes, get me out of here. You know what I mean? Often. That would be a deal breaker if someone early on wanted me to meet their parents or their kids uh, <clears throat> which I find nuts you know like Penny Lane it's all good we've gotten to this point Danielle and I split on and off we split now for I don't know years and years but five years maybe you know um, anyway I, I, I don't know I'm, I'm not we're, we're awesome with each other it's great Danielle's coming back in Thursday to see Penny Lane and spend a week. Really looking forward to that. Uh, but, um, you know, we've dated other people and stuff, but I don't bring them around Penny Lane. It's just, a, it would be a weird message. Oh, by the way, this is so-and-so. This is, this is Elizabeth. This is Jennifer. This is Janet. This is Lisa. This is Claudette. You know, at some point, yeah. You know, what do you, what message are you sending? You know, is this, and, and as a kid, Penny Lane's 12, I guess, but if a kid was younger, like, is this a possible mommy again? Oh, is that a positive? Daddy, is that, why are you holding your hand, Daddy? Why is she coming out of your bedroom again? And how come Claudette's coming out today and Lisa came out yesterday or whatever it might be? So I, I just don't deal with that. That's its own thing. If I was real serious. Now, there are girls that I've dated that are now friends that come across us and Hey, what's going on? And that's fine on the back end. 
right? But I don't know. I find that almost a red flag. It's happened. Date a girl like, well, date is one. Some girls now I've known for years. That's different. But if you, you know, you just meet somebody while you're downtown or something on a patio. Hey, what's going on? And then uh, take them out on a date. Maybe have a few drinks, have a laugh. And then, uh, oh, you know, you really got to re- meet my seven-year-old. Be like, do I? Now, I get it if he's like a Montreal Canadiens fan. And that now that's happening. You, you know, sign an autograph. Show him some, you know, some love. Some, some, some love would be the wrong word. You know, a few highlights. Give him a hockey card or her. I get that. You know, there's a bit of, I was that kid myself. But as far as like, you know. Mommy and TR are going to go to a movie now. You bought me flowers, you know. No. No. Fuck no. God, how, do, how far do I drift off topic? Uh, anyway, dude, I don't know. I'm just saying, like... <sighs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't have enough information. I'm thinking there's a lot of fish in the sea. Their whole starting the Instagram account, that's that's alarming to me. No, I wouldn't start the Instagram account. Uh, I would... I, I don't think... I'd be honest at first, meaning, like, I don't know if I'd say, hey, Joe, you know what? You're being a fucking idiot. I just can't hang out with you. You're a fucking moron. Right? I would never hang out with you other than this. Clearly, your daughter is a rocket. I'm enjoying banging her. I like the things that we do sexually. I don't mind spending time with her. She seems pretty cool, but I'm on the fence. And if you keep this up, there's no fucking way I'm getting out of Dodge. That approach doesn't always work. So maybe you could say, look, man, I'm busy. I got fucking beer league hockey with the boys on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And we're going to leave it at that for now. Or listen, man, your daughter's great. And I don't feel comfortable in this position quite yet with her father. Uh, I want to respect her. And possibly this is going somewhere. And I don't think it's productive if you and I hang out because we bring out the inner kid in each other. And I want to be an adult for a while. Maybe that's an answer. Okay, that's the best possible answer I can give you. That just really came from the heart. Because I wasn't thinking about it. So you're kind of being honest. You're not being a total dick, right? Like, oh, yeah, you're not blowing them off 15 times in a row and then you got to figure it out. You're articulating it in a way that is probably true. But in the end, the real reason is that, you know what, this guy's a fucking dick. I don't want a bad reputation and I certainly don't want to see him. You know, where does this lead? I wouldn't want to have anything on my girlfriend's father or father-in-law that way either you know oh you just fucked a stripper now now i know that great you know now i gotta keep a fucking secret every time you get an argument with this guy or her it'll be on the tip of your tongue you motherfucker fuck you i know what you you know and it's just not good it's just not good it's just not good now if he's gonna go to the strip club and he's cool and everything that's but but getting thrown out of the strip club and wanting to start an instagram account those are the two things other than that, it's a normal situation. A lot of father or father. I mean, I'll be in that position in 10 years. I hope Penny Lane's 
I'm saying that she's 12, you know, at some point could be fucking five years, could be 15 years. I don't know. Um, but, you know, I'd hope whoever she's with or, or, or wants to be that we could hang out or have a beer or whatever. But I'm, I'm not sitting here like waiting for it or hoping for it. Or, But if it happens, of course, it'd be a nice situation. But I wouldn't come from it. You know, I wouldn't want to be hanging out either. I wouldn't want to be best buddies with her significant other. You know, once in a while, let's hang out. Here's a barbecue. Have a fucking hamburger. Yeah, you want to talk sports? Sure. But let's not go fucking ripping loonies off tits downtown. Okay. Okay, for this one, it's actually not a question, but there's been a few. So, so I've gotten messages over the last few years. Some people like really reaching out, trying to be helpful, trying to be helpful. Uh, and it'll be about me or, or, or my dad sick. It's, it's usually about senior after these spit and shakers clips. And they'll say, you know, does he need any help? You know, because I guess it's a thing and I don't disrespect an alcoholic or, or things they go through. Or my dad's father, Clem, was an alcoholic. So, um, but here's the thing. So this guy, even on, on Spit and Chicklets, so there's a, they, they put up a clip and this guy, James Rennick says, he says, no, nah, man, I've been around enough alcoholics in my life. Brackets, older dude, referred to senior, is clearly an alcoholic. It's not funny. It's not quote unquote funny or quote unquote heartwarming. It's just annoying. Trust me, spend enough time around alcoholics and it uses, loses its quote unquote funny value real quick. So, it's what I want to respond to that is like, well, here's, here's how I did respond. Okay. Hold on. Here's how I did respond. So I said, and this is true. Like senior only drinks Fridays for the past 35 years. Pay attention before tossing stones at the glass house, quite a reach an ignorant claim without knowing the situation. We're on a boys weekend. I mean, I need, I go on. Making a large assumption based on a 10-second clip is a dangerous habit. So, And that's the thing. A lot of people um, nowadays, they, they, they go on and they, and, and they see a little clip or they, you know, they hear a story. Jesus, in my case, if you were to judge me on just my stories, I mean, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I'd be fucked, right? I think, I don't even think. Yeah, I, I think it'd be a negative energy. But, you know, people make mistakes. People have fun. Some, you know, for some people, booze is a real dark place. I respect that. And maybe you've dealt, James Rennick, with people that that's the case. But now, when I was seven years old, my dad came back from pro hockey and became a teacher. And, and by the way, we when we booze, we go hard. But we don't like hangovers. Like when I come back here, I drink. I pick a night of the week and I go out. Is that alcoholism? I guess maybe there's a regularity to it. But I often go like weeks on end. If I got to work or something on Saturday, I don't like, I don't have, okay, at home here, I don't have alcohol in my fridge. Or, or I got Pink Whitney, I guess, if I ever want. I got some booze there if people come over. But unless someone's coming by, I don't have beer in my fridge. I don't drink, like on a normal night, I don't drink at all. I don't, I, uh, I'll always have a puff of joint, maybe a gummy. But I hate hangovers. I don't even love beer. I do it because if I just drink rum, I'll be fucking plowed right away. And so I'll have like a shot. I'll go. I like I like a good buzz. I don't mind saying that. I like a buzz. But I mean, knock on wood here. Something to, there's been times I've been, you know, real down and I've maybe drank too much. One year, oh, four or five is probably the biggest example of that. But 
generally i don't i because the hangover i don't like and it puts me worse the next day and then you got to chase it and then i just find you know it spirals away quick but i don't even have it I, I don't have it in me to have the beer the next day my 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 want for alcohol is far outweighed by my hate for the hangover so and senior i know is is kind of the same way right i mean i think sometimes when we got we've been on a cruise like chicklets cup right the odd time he might go two nights in a row, but generally no. But what happened? And I'll tell you why. When I was seven years old, yeah, he came back and he was drinking way too much. And my mom gave, basically gave him an ultimatum. Said you, she kicked him out. You went to Toronto. She kicked him out of the house, man. So I was seven. I got. I remember I got like a pass, child assistance. I got on the plane by myself. I went up to visit him. It was a sad existence. He was in an apartment downtown Toronto, trying to make his way. And he said, "I got to go back and see your mom." So he came back. And uh, he got out the door and he got down on a knee and he said, I'm, I'm very serious about this. I can't quit drinking altogether. I enjoy listening to music, hanging out with the boys. But he said, it's not like I'm going to be unfaithful to you. I, I'm, I'm not. It's not a thing where I need to go out. So he said, like, I, I, I just like to have beers and unwind. And usually it's only like six to 12 beers. And uh, he said, I just need one night a week. Just give me one night a week. And she said, OK. And he said Friday. He was a teacher and he used to get off on Friday and really look forward to the to the uh, release, you know, and that's how me and my buddies, Jeremy Charles being the main, you know, growing up and he would let us play records on those Friday nights. That's where our music, our love of classic music comes from. He would say, you know, and his, sometimes his senior hockey buddies would be down there when he was playing and eventually coaching. But it was always only a Friday without exception ever, without exception otherwise. And dad goes out and but like me, he buys his beer for Friday on Thursday night or whatever. But like if you were to visit the Ryan household on Tuesday, there's no beers there. I hate to let everybody down. <laughs> that's that's what I mean. So but people that see these clips and this goes for anything, you know, you, you shouldn't be judging people based on these snippets of information and even judging in general. Right. Is is not a great thing. If you're not on the inside and you can't like if you think someone got a problem and if you're not closely related with them, it's not really your business. Because clearly by this clip and spit and chicklets, I could see how you would think, yeah, maybe senior and they're playing drunken sailor in the background. You know, they're hamming it up. But he was with the boys. We're on a boys trip. He liked having some beers, you know, like dad drinks. I mean, almost religiously. On Friday, when I say almost the only reason that he hasn't drank on, on, a, on a Friday night in the past 35 years, 38 years. Would be. If I drag him out somewhere. That's it. I remember I, I took him to Italy. Time didn't really matter when we were over there, right? I remember Friday, we we had a chance to go see the Vatican. So it was like, you know, we don't want to be drunk or hungover for that. Uh, so fuck it. He went to see Paul McCartney. I remember oh, we went to see uh, Tom Petty years ago. Well, the first time, I mean, the second time we got drunk. I mean, if, okay, if it's a big artist that we've never seen, we don't boost. But we saw the Eagles a few years ago at Salmon Fest. We went out and listened to the tunes, man. We were up there. Now, after the concert, we'll get plowed. But no, it's not a thing. Senior doesn't need alcohol to tick or anything. But yeah, you know, fuck. The guy's also 69, almost 70. He walks fucking five miles a day. He eats pretty well. When I say pretty well, there's no McDonald's or none of that. He eats maybe. He'll have like big steaks and pasta, generally only once a day. But he generally lives pretty healthy. Uh just might eat a little bit too much. He gorges himself when he fucking eats. And he likes, you know, the odd chocolate bar, but 
I've never seen him buy like a bag of chips or never seen him maybe once a year buy a burger or something, but you know, he's pretty good, man. He ticks to his own uh, drum, marches to his own drum. But those things, man, and, and judging people, especially, man, that's why like Twitter, I hate, I, I only go over there when I have to, if you follow me, if you used to follow me on Twitter, and you've noticed that lately I'm almost self-promoting and that's it. Uh, that's why I just retweet. If I got something going on, I, I'll maybe tweet a picture or, but as, as far as like, just make, you know, people just make a statement. I don't know. They might go Austin Matthews contract is coming up. Um, you know, it'll sink the leaves even more and they'll put that quote out there because they want feedback. I'm done with that. I, I can't look at it anymore for, for reasons like this, James Rennick. Right, you don't know who's reading this. Penny Lane could be wrong. Well, you know she is. Penny Lane might read this. So what if that's what she reads? Really? From James fucking Rennick, who has no idea about me or my family. I've been around enough alcoholics, brackets, older dude is clearly an alcoholic. Right? I won't even go any further. Now, James, no, he's not clearly an alcoholic. Why clearly? The word that I want in that whole thing is why clearly? The, the clip, I said 10 seconds, I, I exaggerated, is 12 seconds long. 12 seconds. You see a guy at a hockey tournament with the boys that's being treated like a god, that's always told stories, that loves telling stories, that loves to be in the thick of it, that has done this for the past fucking 50 years in Mount Pearl, Newfoundland, who, who goes for walks, to the baseball field, to the soccer field, not in Penny Lane, I'm playing, that doesn't matter, just to generally see people and generally spread positivity wherever he goes and telling these stories and, and learning about people. And, and that's his life. He, he walks around. I give him shit. Sometimes it's annoying. Yes, it is. Watching him go through the grocery store and take five hours to get his groceries. You think I'm kidding? I'm not. I'm not at all. It's so fucking annoying. Telling the same story. Dad, we're in fucking all three. Jesus Christ, they don't want to know about Denny Poffin again. But the thing is, they do because it's positive and people like the demeanor and they see him going around. And, you know, so I'm proud of and, I, and I'm happy that genetically, at least I have some of that in me. I, I, I hope the good stuff. We, we also there's bad stuff. We have tempers, clearly. Right. There's. Everybody got to deal with their own shit. We can only be born into the body that we've got. But I think for a guy with the gift of gab and the life that he's led, and now he's he's been a local legend for years, and now finally the whole hockey world is getting to see that, and he's loving it, and he's having fun, and he gets to go to these events with, with players that are in the NHL and, 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 and are legends, and people like R.A., who didn't play in the NHL, but are legendary broadcasters and part of Spit and Chicklets, which he adores and he listened to before it was even a thing. And now he's on there and he can't believe it. He's being flown around the world by them to Las Vegas and Buffalo to meet people and to spread his positive vibes. And you're going to look at a 10, 12, fucking 12 second clip, James Rennick. And you're going to say, well, clearly he's an alcoholic. No, clearly you need to look in the mirror. And give your fucking head a shake and ask yourself, why? Why am I saying this stuff? Is there something about myself I don't like? Is there, James? 
is there something about my life that led me to judge this person that I don't know who's lived for almost 70 years in another month? September 10th, he'll be 70. And I just took 70 years of knowledge and experience and fun And I condensed it into a 12-second judgment and assumption because I saw a beer in his hand and make three jokes at the Chicklets Cup, which is all about hockey and having fun. Let's be honest, a buzz. So, James, I shall. I don't like judging people either, but when you come into my fucking kitchen and judge me, I'll fucking judge you right back. And I think maybe you got a less keyboard, more action in your own fucking mental state. You hear what I'm saying, kid? We go down to those things. We have a good time. There's a fucking camera in our face the whole time, by the way, right? They want some content. Think about that. Did you ever think about that? For anybody else out there judging that we're down there and they got fucking cameras following us around, they flew us down there. What do you think they want? Do you think they don't want any quotes? You think they don't want us to put on some kind of a show and earn our keep and come back? Or maybe we should just shut the fuck up and stay back here. And maybe seniors should just tell his stories in the fucking basement to the neighborhood in Lower Mount Pearl. Said fucking nobody. So James Sr.'s on the fucking stage right now, and he's loving it. So put that in your pipe and fucking smoke it. Take your judgments. And don't let the fucking door hit you on the way out. You know what I'm saying? Because ignorant fucking assumptions are worse than anything. In my mind. Okay, sorry again. Now, I'm going to be back Tuesday and Thursday. Hopefully, I'll have a guest both days. I'm going to take my computer to Hamilton. I'm going to flip it open, and I'm going to interview someone at the tournament or in Hamilton. I'm going to Oakville for a night. I'm going to Toronto for a couple. The Sandman is going to be up there, and um, we've been talking about some great things, and I can't wait to tell you guys what. We have some ideas, and uh, I'll, uh, I'll be back with guests soon. But uh, this week was impossible. Thank you very much. If you're still listening to this, I'm humbled. I uh, really appreciate it. And we've got some great numbers lately. Thanks to No Space Killer, Spitting Chicklets. Got to be honest, my last few guests have revolved around that universe. My last few episodes, I mean. And uh, thank you, guys. And I uh, got some great Shorzy info coming up soon. Stay tuned. Um, looks good that we're going to get another season, hopefully. Cross fingers. Nothing's official, but I've heard some great things. And uh, anyway, just keep on keeping on. It's August. It's still the summertime. Uh, it's a great time to be alive. Thanks for tuning in to 114B. I will be back soon. If you're in St. John's and you're on George Street, check out TJ's, Greensleeves, Rob Roy, Trinity Pub, and Bull and Barrel. Merchant Tavern and Blue on Water. I love going to Wedgwood Cafe. I also love getting catering from Wedgwood Cafe. Peter Wedgwood, check them out. End of Elizabeth Avenue. Penny Posh Designs. Women's Wear Reimagined. And also, of course, last but not least, true hockey, true temper hockey. Take what's yours. 
boys, I'm loving the new gear and I'll be all over it wearing it at the Nationals next week in Hamilton. I leave tomorrow. If you'd like to come watch some games, we are the Newfoundland Black Horse. We are the Newfoundland Masters. And uh, we'll be in Hamilton at a rink near you for the next week. I'm Terry Ryan. This has been episode 114B. Thanks a lot for tuning in. I'll be back real soon with some great guests and some great content. Peace out. Catch you on the rebound.